You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, listeners. You're tuned in to America's Web Radio. I'm Ron Bachman, and you're listening to... Good morning, listeners. You're tuned in to America's Web Radio. I'm Ron Bachman, and you're listening to Healthcare Insight. For regular listeners, you know that we have been talking about health insurance reform. We've been talking about the politics of health insurance reform. We've been talking about the upcoming election and what it might mean and what some of the options and possibilities are for true health insurance reform. Your needs are unique. So we've been discussing personalized health insurance reform, how you get what you want, when you want it, at the price you want it, with the choices and options that you want. Well, we're going to continue that discussion today, and we're going to talk about the secrets of health insurance reform. It's a book that I'm putting together, and I think it's a, a short read, because I want to get to the point. I want to, don't want to include fluff in that book. I haven't finished it yet, but some of the ideas we've been talking about on this program I've been putting together in a readable format so that people could comment on it, could understand what we're really talking about, can go back over. I love to critique and constructive criticism, input that others have been giving me on some of these thoughts and ideas. So I appreciate the returns and information that people have been sending me as we've been discussing the secrets of health insurance reform. Now, I want to talk about some of the big ideas that are included in this concept of personalized health insurance. We've been talking about the secrets of health insurance reform, but underneath the secrets that I've been listing out the last few weeks, There are some really big ideas, some new ideas, some ideas that have been around but haven't been put together in the right structure or format. I never thought that I was all that smart about coming up with my own ideas, but what my real talent is is pulling together ideas that others have laid out there and mixing them up in a different way so that we can have real solutions with real answers because many people look at certain segments, but they don't link the dots. They don't connect those areas that might actually develop into a full-blown program. So let me talk about the big ideas today, at least in the first couple of segments. The first big idea I want to talk about is in some ways an old idea, but in a new context. And that's risk segmentation. Up until now, many states and even Obamacare has tried to say a one-size-fits-all. We should all be part of a single risk pool. Well, that doesn't really recognize the differences in us. If anything that we've learned over the last couple of months with this coronavirus that we've been going through is that the real ideal solution is to focus on people with high risk, People that are in nursing homes need to have different types of protection, different types of oversight, different types of support to get through the coronavirus issues. They are much more susceptible because of their age, comorbidities, diabetes, congestive heart failure, cancers, all sorts of issues that says, wait a second, instead of a one-size-fits-all in terms of social distancing and washing hands, maybe we should focus on people with the greatest need. Well, that's an example of how we should go forward in many areas of health insurance, including the health insurance reform we've been talking about with personalized health insurance. Because we all have a right to be grouped with others that have similar health risks, good and bad. Because only when you segment by risk can you give the kind of personalized health insurance needs, the personalized health care needs that each segment needs. Now, you don't need to develop a lot of segmentation because at the end of the day, insurance is about pooling. 
It's about bringing together people who have similar risks, similar interests, similar needs for their health and health insurance, and then pulling those risks because some people are going to get sick one year and then they'll be healthy. Other people get sick in another year. And as we work back and forth with our health and our lack thereof during periods of time, we tend to offset each other. And I'll pay for your claims this year and you're going to be paying for my claims next year. But if we take that to extreme, we get the one size fits all. If we take it to reality, we find out that people who are generally healthy and have acute conditions, that is conditions that come on and then go off or they're minor or they have an accident. Those risks are entirely different than people who have chronic and persistent illnesses. People who have permanent injuries from brain injuries or burn victims or diabetes that's ongoing. There are different levels of risk and we can deal with those different levels of risk better if we in fact group those people together and provide financial support where necessary, but information and healthcare support for everybody who needs it. So let's take an example. People who are generally well, and that's most of the population, they get they do the right things, they diet, they have they do their exercises. If they have an illness, they follow the doctor's orders and they get well very quickly. That well group can be pooled together and they would have much lower premiums because they're helping each other but the basic core of their life and their health and their DNA and their their history has been such that they're able to take care of themselves for the most part. The self-care aspects rise to the top, except when they have things like a broken arm or some other activity that demands health care services. But then they get back to being generally healthy. They do preventive care. They do early intervention. They do wellness. They minimize the stress and anxieties in their life. So if those people are allowed to be pooled, they will have much lower premiums. Now, what about risk segmentation for people who have um, more acute illnesses? They're in the hospitalization periodically. They have some um, illnesses that create a hospitalization so they're not just being treated in the outpatient. Or we have people who are in the stage of life where they're having children, so there's maternity costs that are involved. Those people also, if they're being treated appropriately, if they're getting the care and services that they need, they can remove themselves from those hospital settings and back to the wellness, get back to taking care of themselves. They'll have the baby. They'll get back to a healthy lifestyle, but they'll have child care services and needs. That's an entirely different segment of the population and with entirely different needs different information requirements. Then take those who have chronic and persistent cases. That risk segmentation of diabetes, asthma, congestive heart failure, other chronic and persistent diseases and illnesses, they're never going to be completely well. But a diabetic who's taking care of themselves, who's changed their diet and exercise habits, who's monitoring their A1C, monitoring their sugar levels, they're going to be hospitalized far less than somebody who doesn't take care of themselves. So we need to get those people information, support, and services that will keep them out of the hospital. And if we do that, their costs ultimately are much lower. Their lifestyle, their ability to be functional, their ability to be productive citizens and be able to work effectively, to be able to help their own family is dramatically different if we recognize the needs of that population. We segment out that risk and give them what they need. Those are some of the sickest people among us who need the most care. So the design of risk segmentation is to get the most care and help to the people who need it the most. 
That's almost the opposite of what we have been doing, where we have been trying to force everybody into being well. Well, the reality is people aren't all going to be well. And the real cost of health insurance is dependent upon people not utilizing services that are unnecessary, of getting people stabilized, getting people to recover from whatever their condition is to the best extent they can, then their costs are going to be lower as well. And then we have the uninsurables. The uninsurables will be people with significant, ongoing, long-term, chronic and persistent cases. It could be people who have cancer, who are diabetic, never to recover, type 1 diabetics, even some type 2 diabetics, people who are burn victims, cancer. That's an entirely different segmentation of the population that is truly uninsurable. That's only 2 or 3% of the population, but they are in they are in need of the most significant services, the most information, the most help and support. And personalized health insurance will give them more services than they've ever had before unless they've been working for a large employer. Large employers historically have given the kind of support that I'm talking about with the risk segmentation approach of giving the sickest people the greatest services. That hasn't been true of people with individual health insurance or even with small groups because many of those people don't get the opportunity to get insurance. If they're not working for a large company, and many of you out there know this, I'm not telling you something different. If you don't work for a large employer with good health insurance, your chances of keeping your health insurance when you get sick, of keeping your job that has that health insurance attached to it, are low. That's why many people go to work for large companies, because they need and want the health insurance. So the whole idea of risk segmentation is to get the kind of health care that everybody should want, not just if you're working for a large employer. If you're truly uninsurable, you'll get the kind of care and services you need. If you're working for a small employer, insurance is going to be much more affordable by doing the risk segmentation. That's the whole purpose of this concept of risk segmentation. Again, it's not new, but it's applying it in an entirely different way. It's a big idea to create the structure of national health insurance reform around real, true, honest risk segmentation so we can help the people who really need help identifying what their needs are. Well, let's take a break and we're going to come back and talk about some more big ideas in just a moment. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. I'm Ron Bachman, and this is Healthcare Insight that you're listening to. We've been talking about a series here of programs uh, covering the secrets of health insurance reform. And today we're talking about the big ideas, things that we can actually do and pull together to create a national health insurance platform that meets the needs of everyone out there that's listening and beyond. I know that we've been talking about some ideas that are familiar with many of you listening in. But these are ideas that haven't been put together in the same way. It's kind of like people cut down trees. You say, well, I'm going to build a house, a wooden house. I've seen that wood before. 
I've seen houses before, but nobody ever quite put it together in the same way that you're going to see here. What we've been talking about is an entirely new healthcare system that we're building from scratch with some old ideas, some new ideas, but a focus on big ideas and how we make these things work in a more effective way to meet the needs of the citizens of this country to get the health insurance that they want, to get the health care that they need. So, so far we've talked about risk segmentation as a big idea and how that would work, and also about building a system that helps the sickest among us. Let's talk about a third big idea now. And that's let's segment the uninsured in small groups. Now, no one's ever done this before. This has not been a system that has been structured nationally. We've talked about segmenting the uninsured as individuals and putting them into a impaired health support group. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. But what's new in some of this system is how we combine and bring together small group and individual insurance coverage, which is where the biggest problem has been as far as getting the right kind of health insurance you want subsidized by employers, not subsidized by the federal government, which has its own problems and issues when you get the federal government subsidizing things like health insurance. So let me explain what segmentation of the uninsured in small groups is all about. Under personalized health insurance, the structure we've been discussing the last few weeks, it would allow segmentation of small group members and that includes employees and family members. Segment them into the impaired health support plans on the application for insurance for a small group. So if you have a small group of five to ten people, that small group might get rejected for coverage because you have somebody in that group that has existing cancer, that has existing condition that was going to generate very large claims right away. It's pre-existing condition. And we want to cover people with pre-existing condition. But if you do that for small groups, you're automatically going to raise the premium for that small group and all small groups. So the idea here is to make insurance affordable for all groups, even those that have a significantly impaired health life within that group. They may be working, but they are at high risk or uninsurable, or they have an uninsurable family member. So that makes the entire group uninsurable. So on the application, the way the personalized health insurance programs will work is that that person can be sent into the health review authority and that health review authority can decide whether or not to provide coverage. Remember, the health in review authority is going to ensure that everybody who wants insurance can get insurance. If you've been turned down inappropriately, even as a group, the health review authority will give you another big idea that I'll discuss in later segments called Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage. If you're truly uninsurable, the Health Review Authority will give you access to the impaired health support plans, which will give you every service and all the focus we've been talking about in segmenting risk to that particular population that's uninsurable. They'll get special coverages with special care in the high-risk pool that some might have referred to in the past, but the impaired health support plan is an entirely different, more inclusive concept. But for those who may be wondering more about what is this impaired health support plan, you can start by thinking, I guess, that it is like the old high-risk pool, but turned on its end and made actually appropriate for that population, not pushing them off into the side and trying to ignore them. The other part of this big idea we're talking about with segmenting the uninsured in small groups is to do it not only on the initial application, but on the first renewal. During that first year, there could be people who have had an accident, an illness befall them, 
And at the first renewal, being able to pull out from that small group any additional lives that might be considered uninsurable and have the Health Review Authority look at those lives for potential segmentation into the special services group that I call the Impaired Health Support Plans. No one has ever done this before, and this is a major big idea to encourage insurance companies to voluntarily participate in this process. Because if they don't voluntarily participate in this process of ultimately accepting that certificate of guaranteed coverage and accepting the decisions of the Health Review Authority, they would not have the benefit, they would not be allowed the benefit of segmenting out individuals from that small group or segmenting out individuals that applied for health insurance on their own and segmenting them into the impaired health support plans. Because by segmenting people and bringing the sickest among us with the best services and allowing for this impaired health support plan to be designed and structured, everybody else is going to have lower premiums. Now, how are these costs going to be covered from the people we segment out? We're going to talk about that as another big idea on how to actually accomplish that. So what we want to do is talk about the importance and the way to design a robust, viable, strong individual insurance market and a strong small group market. That is the key to being able to offer affordable health insurance to all those people who don't have it today. The 28 million people who are uninsured today, they're not uninsured because they really want to be uninsured, maybe a small portion of them feel that way, that they can self-insure that um, any kind of health insurance is inconvenient, uh, expensive money. They don't want to spend any money, or they're just so wealthy they can handle it out of their bank account. There's very few people that can do that, that's for sure. So this idea of combining individual and small group uninsured, pulling them out and segmenting them and giving them financial support in that impaired health support plan is a big idea, is a new way, a new structure designed to help people get the insurance that they want. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the tornadobodydryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it, and you'll love having one in your shop. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. I'm Ron Bachman, and this is Healthcare Insight that you're listening to. We've been talking about a series here of programs uh, covering the secrets of health insurance reform. And today we're talking about the big ideas, things that we can actually do and pull together to create a national health insurance platform that meets the needs of everyone out there that's listening and beyond. 
I know that we've been talking about some ideas that are familiar with many of you listening in, but these are ideas that haven't been put together in the same way. It's kind of like people cut down trees. You say, well, I'm going to build a house, a wooden house. I've seen that wood before. I've seen houses before, but nobody ever quite put it together in the same way that you're going to see here. What we've been talking about is an entirely new healthcare system that we're building from scratch with some old ideas, some new ideas, but a focus on big ideas and how we make these things work in a more effective way to meet the needs of the citizens of this country to get the health insurance that they want, to get the health care that they need. So, so far we've talked about risk segmentation as a big idea and how that would work and also about building a system that helps the sickest among us. Let's talk about a third big idea now. That's let's segment the uninsured in small groups. Now, no one's ever done this before. This has not been a system that has been structured nationally. We've talked about segmenting the uninsured as individuals and putting them into a impaired health support group. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. But what's new in some of this system is how we combine and bring together small group and individual insurance coverage, which is where the biggest problem has been as far as getting the right kind of health insurance you want subsidized by employers, not subsidized by the federal government, which has its own problems and issues when you get the federal government subsidizing things like health insurance. So let me explain what segmentation of the uninsured and small groups is all about. Under personalized health insurance, the structure we've been discussing the last few weeks, it would allow segmentation of small group members and that includes employees and family members. Segment them into the impaired health support plans on the application for insurance for a small group. So if you have a small group of five to ten people, that small group might get rejected for coverage because you have somebody in that group that has existing cancer, that has existing condition that was going to generate very large claims right away. It's pre-existing condition. And we want to cover people with pre-existing condition. But if you do that for small groups, you're automatically going to raise the premium for that small group and all small groups. So the idea here is to make insurance affordable for all groups, even those that have a significantly impaired health life within that group. They may be working, but they are at high risk or uninsurable, or they have an uninsurable family member. So that makes the entire group uninsurable. So on the application, the way the personalized health insurance programs will work is that that person can be sent into the health review authority And that health review authority can decide whether or not to provide coverage. Remember, the health review authority is going to ensure that everybody who wants insurance can get insurance. If you've been turned down inappropriately, even as a group, the health review authority will give you another big idea that I'll discuss in later segments called Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage. If you're truly uninsurable, the Health Review Authority will give you access to the Impaired Health Support Plans, which will give you every service and all the focus we've been talking about in segmenting risk to that particular population that's uninsurable. They'll get special coverages with special care in the high-risk pool that some might have referred to in the past, but the Impaired Health Support Plan is an entirely different, more inclusive concept. But for those who may be wondering more about what is this impaired health support plan, you can start by thinking, I guess, that it is like the old high-risk pool, but turned on its end and made actually appropriate for that population, not pushing them off into the side. 
and trying to ignore them. The other part of this big idea we're talking about with segmenting the uninsured in small groups is to do it not only on the initial application, but on the first renewal. During that first year, there could be people who have had an accident, an illness befall them. And at the first renewal, being able to pull out from that small group any additional lives that might be considered uninsurable and have the Health Review Authority look at those lives for potential segmentation into the special services group that I call the Impaired Health Support Plans. No one has ever done this before, and this is a major big idea to encourage insurance companies to voluntarily participate in this process. Because if they don't voluntarily participate in this process of ultimately accepting that certificate of guaranteed coverage and accepting the decisions of the Health Review Authority, they would not have the benefit, they would not be allowed the benefit of segmenting out individuals from that small group or segmenting out individuals that applied for health insurance on their own and segmenting them into the impaired health support plans. Because by segmenting people and bringing the sickest among us with the best services and allowing for this impaired health support plan to be designed and structured, everybody else is going to have lower premiums. Now, how are these costs going to be covered from the people we segment out? We're going to talk about that as another big idea on how to actually accomplish that. So what we want to do is talk about the importance and the way to design a robust, viable, strong individual insurance market and a strong small group market. That is the key to being able to offer affordable health insurance to all those people who don't have it today. The 28 million people who are uninsured today, they're not uninsured because they really want to be uninsured, maybe a small portion of them feel that way, that they can self-insure, that um, any kind of health insurance is inconvenient, uh, expensive money. They don't want to spend any money, or they're just so wealthy they can handle it out of their bank account. There's very few people that can do that, that's for sure. So this idea of combining individual and small group uninsureds, pulling them out and segmenting them and giving them financial support in that impaired health support plan is a big idea. It's a new way, a new structure designed to help people get the insurance that they want. Let's move on to another big idea. We mentioned it a couple times already, and that's this health review authority to empower consumers. The creation of a health review authority provides for a fair segmentation of risks and the empowerment of consumers initially rejected for insurance or are uninsurable. The Health Review Authority is a new big idea. It may be the more difficult big idea because it is a combination private, public, government-run structure. The Health Review Authority will have significant power to be ensure that consumers are empowered, that the unilateral decision-making by insurance companies that we saw in the past, pre-Obamacare, is no longer the rule of the day, that we don't go back to where we're segmenting risk with some underwriting, some questions of the individuals to determine what segment they're in, but then the insurance companies use that information to deny coverage. The Health Review Authority is the counterweight to that. It's an organization that will be structured and ultimately the structure and the board and the rules and the regulations are going to be absolutely critical, being sure this is an autonomous entity that is not just another entity working for the benefit of the insurance industry. Nor can it be an entity that's working entirely for the government to try to force the insurance industry to take on risks that otherwise should be put into the impaired health support structures. So 
it's got to have the right balance. But that's okay. We do that all the time in establishing government-private partnerships. Now, this is a new type of a partnership that's never been tried before in the health insurance environment. And because it could be designed inappropriately, many people reading through this will say, now, wait a second, I don't really want a new entity. We don't need new bureaucracy. But the reality is, if you're going to have a free market, you have to have some oversight, some consumer-oriented board to create a counterweight to the large companies that would otherwise make everything work on their behalf. So the Health Review Authority is a new big idea. And we've talked about the details of the structure, the powers, the design, and even the financing of the Health Review Authority in previous sessions. But I want to put that out there as the Health Review Authority is one of the biggest ideas, one of the newest ideas that's never been designed. And where did that come from? Where did it come from? It came from an interactive discussion actually in 2008 with Representative Paul Ryan before he was even Speaker of the House. He and I worked through a system that I've been describing here for the most part. Again, I don't have the smarts to come up with all these great ideas, but I know a good idea when I hear one. And that good idea that Paul Ryan suggested of a health review authority and a certificate of guaranteed coverage was good in 2008 and 9 when we discussed it. And then Obamacare came in and overrode all that, and those good ideas kind of got put to the side. It's time to resurrect those ideas because they are the way a free market would work. The Health Review Authority is the center of that. It is the keystone of which everything works off of and empowers the individual to get placed in the right segment and empowers the individual to get the coverage they want at an affordable price. So we're going to talk more about the Health Review Authority and give more details, but it is the biggest of the big ideas, along with the Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage, which we'll cover in one of these next segments. So hang with me. We're going to take another commercial. I hope some of these big ideas are resonating with you, that you're getting a better understanding of the personalized health insurance reform system. So we'll come back and talk about a couple more big ideas that are embedded in this whole concept of personalized health insurance. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. Let's continue talking about the big ideas in health insurance reform and establishing a structure that we've been calling personalized health insurance. These big ideas go along with the whole theme of the secrets of health insurance reform. We've laid out a number of the secrets that I call them in the last week's session. 
And those are things that people really don't know about. The ideas that are going on behind the scenes. Who's controlling the legislation, the regulation? What do we really know about what hospitals are able to access? Do they really know their pricing? They really know their costs. How do the insurance companies work in collusion with the insurance industry, with the politicians, to work against consumer interests? So we've detailed all of that. Now what we're talking about this week are what I call the big ideas. These are the big ideas that can create a new free market health insurance system to give us access to the health care that we want. So let's continue with what we just talked about a few minutes ago with the Health Review Authority and talk about one of the most powerful tools that they have at their access once it's structured. And that is what I would call the Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage for people who are insurable. Now, again, this was developed with Representative Paul Ryan in 2008-2009 and would have been the basis for good free market health insurance that would have been consumer-oriented and patient-centered, but got overridden with the power of politics and the forcing of Obamacare into law through a very unusual process that probably never existed before and may never exist again, where the people in power who wanted Obamacare had filibuster-proof Senate. They lost one of those Senate votes when Senator Kennedy died, and yet they pulled a legislative trick to have the House pass exactly what the Senate did, which never happens. There's usually a difference, and they go to committee and work it out, and they would have to go back to both the House and the Senate for re-votes, but they knew that they couldn't get that re-voting in the Senate. So they passed word for word in the House what the Senate had passed, which could never have passed again, or in the last 10 years would never have passed. But we have what we have. And this big idea has been sitting on the shelf since 2009, before Obamacare was passed in 2010, and it's called a Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage. And what the Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage provides, it is the key to free market health insurance reform and a level playing field between consumers and insurers. The Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage is a tool of the Health Review Authority that says, after we look at your file, at your information, at your medical history, at your application, the same information that the insurance company looked at that rejected you, that if, in fact, the Health Review Authority says, no, you're not uninsurable. You should have been offered affordable coverage for what you wanted. We will give you, grant you, a certificate of guaranteed coverage that you can then take back to any participating insurer, not just the one that rejected you, but to any participating insurer. And the Health Review Authority will keep a list of all of its participating insurers, and how many people they have rejected for coverage. And those companies will have to accept certificates of guaranteed coverage equal to the number of people they previously had rejected. So think about this, the power of what this does. It not only empowers the individual to get the coverage from any insurance company that's participating in the personalized health insurance environment has agreed to rules and regulations and determinations of the health review authority. It allows the individual to go back to any of those participating companies who have previously rejected lives and they would have to give you insurance coverage at their then standard rates. Maybe it's a discounted rate. Maybe it's got a slight increase in premiums as determined by the Health Review Authority, or maybe it has some minor limitation that you don't get that coverage for that illness or that condition for three or six months or until you're free of some of the medications. There's there's various ways that can be structured for minimal limitations, but you would get a certificate of guaranteeing coverage for the pre-existing condition that you have. So 
That could happen for individuals applying for insurance on their own, but could also happen for small groups that have been rejected. But the Health Review Authority says, no, this group is in fact insurable, and they will be given as a group a certificate of guaranteed coverage. So they can get the coverage they want at the price they want for the coverages and designs that they want. It's a big idea. It has never existed before. It is part and parcel with the Health Review Authority and is one of the tools that they would have to make this market work. Because up until now, or before Obamacare certainly, you could apply for insurance, individual or small group, and get rejected in most states. Without any explanation, the entire power to make that decision has been on one side of the equation, the insurance companies. And especially in the individual marketplace, which is not as desirable for many insurance companies to be participating. In fact, many companies just stop selling individual policies entirely. So the certificate of guaranteed coverage equalizes the power of that application being approved or disapproved. And if it's disapproved inappropriately, then you're guaranteed coverage. Now, if you're truly uninsurable, you've been through that process. The other power of the Health Review Authority is to grant you access to the Impaired Health Support Group. And we're going to talk about that as the next big idea in following through this process. But the Certificate of Guaranteed Coverage is a big idea that was developed, is appropriate, and should be utilized in creating a free market structure that empowers the individual and small group, which is where most of the abuses, and I'll use that term very clearly and forthright, abuses of the insurance industry in selecting who they're going to cover and who they're not going to cover and who's insurable and who's not insurable. There are no standardized rules in the country that underwriters used. They could all have different reasons. They could all have different opinions. And when it goes through an underwriting process, if it went to Joe versus Mary versus John versus Alice, you could have different decisions on what's insurable or not when that paperwork hits somebody's desk. So a certificate of guaranteed coverage is one of the tools under the Health Review Authority is immensely important in creating a true free market with equal equal application of underwriting rules. Because what will happen if you think through the process, let me just give you a little quick insight, that if an insurance company rejects a lot of people, they get very selective in their application process. Some might call that cherry picking. They're only going to take the young and the healthy and the healthiest lives available that come to them. So they reject a lot of lives that other insurance companies might accept. The Health Review Authority looking at those would say, no, wait a second. You're rejecting a lot of lives that are really insurable. So we're going to give certificate of guaranteed coverage to those lives. And you may get worse lives back required to be accepted into your product line from the Health Review Authority because they've got a certificate of guaranteed coverage. So you're going to be a lot more careful if you're an insurance company on rejecting lies because you may get certificate of guaranteed coverage that are worse than the ones you're rejecting. So you'll wind up accepting more and more lives so that you don't get very bad lives on a relative basis. Those who are just above the uninsurables, they're insurable, they're not quite meeting the standards for uninsurable, you could get those lives back and you'd have to give them coverage. So it's a dynamic that will change the underwriting process and create a more equalized national process without mandating underwriting standards. So there's a lot of aspects. I know that's a little bit complicated. You have to think through that process a little bit more. But again, it's a concept that was put together by Paul Ryan, and I think it is an enormously important and valuable tool to be utilized in creating a free market. Now, the other big idea, and I've only got a couple minutes to touch on this one. The other big idea is this impaired health support plan. The impaired health support plan for people who are truly uninsurable, if they go through the health 
review authority. They're not subject to a certificate of guaranteed coverage to go back and get insurance coverage from an, in, an insurance carrier. They could be given access to an impaired health support plan. And creating this impaired health support set of plans, not one plan, a multiple plans, all sorts of options for people who are deemed to be uninsurable and in need of special services. That's what some might call a high-risk pool. I call it impaired health support plans because it's an entirely more robust, more complete, more helpful, more supportive set of plans and options and services and information than we ever had in the old high-risk pools. The impaired health support plans would be for both individuals who are determined to be uninsurable, but also for people in the small groups that are considered to be uninsurable within that group and would otherwise cause the premiums for that group to be too high. So we're going to pull people out and put them into the impaired health support plans if they're deemed to be uninsurable by the health review authority. Everybody else is going to be given that certificate of guaranteed coverage. They can go back to the industry and get the coverage they want. Now, there's one other aspect for individual policies as opposed to the individual members of a group plan that are pulled out, and that is some individuals might need some financial support. They are insurable but in need of financial support. They will be given another option. Since they're not uninsurable, they'll be given an option to go into a government um, exchange that is subsidized by the federal government because they are in need of help. It is a better type of plan than Medicaid for people who are poor or need help in supporting their, the premiums. So we're going to be able to separate out with these tools that the Health Review Authority has for individuals. Now, you don't need to do that for small group plans because small group plans, the employer is subsidizing the plan to at least 50% in most cases. So you don't need that um, exchange when you have more group plans being covered uh, through the impaired health support plan. So the group plans are actually easier to deal with than the individual plans because you have no need for that um, financial support uh, mechanism by a health exchange. Well, that's all we have time for this week. We've covered a lot of big ideas. I've got a few more that I'll talk about next week. And we'll continue the process of describing how to create a private free market system that is consumer-driven and patient-centric. I hope you join us again next week on America's Web Radio. This is Ron Bachman signing off with the program Healthcare Insight. I hope you've got a few ideas, that you're thinking about ideas on how you can support a revision of the current environment to create a true free market health insurance system. We'll see you next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.